0: All right, back um, after that great interview with Alex. Uh, I guess I have my Jets pick for the week. Um, I'll be following the coin. We'll get to that, though. Matt, Ke- Matt, Kevin, and Chris here still. Uh, week 10 in the NFL. It's already week 10 over. Uh, we'll get to the Giants and Eagles games. But what's being dubbed already is the game of the year. Um Matt, you want to start off with the Vikings and the Bills. Uh, Vikings getting a three point win, pushing them to eight and one over the Bills.
1: It was, it was so much fun to watch. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the whole thing, yeah. but I watched from start second- to finish. It was just like a, it was crazy. And then the last like four minutes of the of the fourth quarter. Like Justin Jefferson's one-handed catch, that was incredible. I think that was better than Odell Beckham's catch. I agree. I would agree with you. I think he, that was... he ripped it out of his hands with one hand. It was just crazy, and in and, and like in a position that they were in, down by seven, they needed to they needed to score a touchdown on that driver. They weren't going to win. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that, but <laughs> they yeah. needed the score there, and um, that catch kept the drive going, and they ended up scoring a touchdown. Um, and then after that the bills there the it looks like the Vikings are about to score again um and then the bills hold them from getting into the end zone on the fourth down and then the bills get the game back with 40 seconds left on the clock we're like oh they won the bills won this game it's done and then Josh Allen butt fumble 3.0 man
0: not he, even though that he a- pulled he, just- no, he
1: pulled he pulled he pulled the ball and nailed the center's ass with it it, it was ridiculous.
0: When, when you saw the Bills make that stand from the one-yard line, yep. make the stop, the Bills get the ball back, and it's like it, – it's one of those situations where I think you always think, oh, you know, that could happen. That might happen. Like They should ha, have just ha, ha, taken the safety. That might happen. I think it's very difficult in that instance. So, obviously, what Matt's saying – what you're saying there is that you're saying it was a five-point game, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're saying it was a five point game, and they should have just taken the safety. Um, but it's very difficult to to do that, you know.
1: It because is. I mean, it's not, hard to voluntarily a take a free, safety. Where where's the
0: free kick from?
1: Okay, if, what is it? The thirty know, yard? Is it know the know thirty
0: yard line? I think it's something like that. Like, I got think yeah. it's from the third. But,
1: but they usually boot it down. They would have gotten the ball in the ten yard line, maybe twenty. Like they would have. It, it, I don't know. It was crazy because you take the safety.
0: It's not a real kickoff. So you think it's a one it's a one step drop kick.
1: But so what I was the thinking...
0: forty, even if you get the forty, Matt, you've got forty five seconds or whatever was left. What was left?
1: A minute? It was forty they they fumbled with forty-one seconds on the clock. You've got
0: Kevin, for a uh free kick after a safety, where do you get the ball from?
2: Uh, wherever you kick ball. it from, it's usually probably will end up around the ten yard line. Return? No, God no. Well, no, with they they return. receive oh, they 40.
1: receive the ball in the ten. No, yeah,
2: out. right about, and I say it probably comes out to the thirty five forty yard line.
0: So if you think about that? All you need is twenty yards there.
1: But here's think- what I'm here's here's what I'm thinking. They they take the safety and then they have time. the The Vikings had no more timeouts.
0: So, but you need twenty. But yards. then.
1: They need 20 yards and then they tie the game, anyways.
0: I think, it's, but but okay, so you get a first down though. I'll counter you and say you get a first down or you run, then the you game's play. over. Good for good for the Bills. No, 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 I understand. It's one of those situations where it was like you were just sat in shock, and you know what? That that was like the tip of the iceberg for the end of that game. Yep. Because Vikings get the touchdown. All they had to do was fall on it, and then Josh Allen. I thought he was going to score a touchdown, in a game, win the game right there. Um, I think I texted you guys with the back and forth of that game because I had the Bills as my lock. And unfortunately, I can't play the excuse of I forgot about Josh Allen's inju- industry, injury industry, injury, because I don't think it hurt him. But I said you might be entitled to financial compensation if you're forced to watch this game with the Bills as your lock <laughs> of the week. Um,
1: it was It was crazy. It was- and then that interception, he, Josh Allen, has looked rough the past couple of weeks.
0: I think the big thing is he's trying to force it. And he's yeah. trying to just make big plays.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. I mean, he has not looked reliable. Yes, he's putting up the yards and the touchdowns, but he's having like three turnovers a game over the past like three games. Like, that's bad. <laughs> I wouldn't want that as my starting quarterback, honestly.
0: So be careful about three turnovers per game.
1: Well, well, get we'll, get, to well I understand that. That's why I'm saying I wouldn't want that. Yeah, because three turnovers you're putting your team against the wall, and yes, they've been. I mean, they're only six and three, which everyone was predicting them to be a lot better than they are. But the, the turnovers are killing them right now, and yeah. that's where they that's where they lost the Vikings game was having three turnovers. They lost. Not um, kid
0: ourselves. They lost that Vikings game, uh, on that fumble there. But
1: a little, yeah, like that was a that, that again. That was a turnover. That was a turnover after like, your
0: guys monologue here.
1: So, I don't know. The Bills, that was a great game. I do agree that was one of the best. That probably is going to be the best game of the season. Um, I texted you on
2: Sunday morning, Chris, and I said, wow, that's a little bit of a ballsy pick considering they're playing the 7-1 and one Vikings. <laughs> yeah. um, granted, they still were about six and a half point favorites going into the game. And um, just looking at it, you would think that, okay, yeah, the Bills should probably win this game. They lost last week. Probably low chance they lose two weeks in a row. Especially at home. Yeah, and then most of the game they looked great. Uh, They were up by, I think, 17 at one point in that game. It was just an absolute – looked like the Bills were going to pull away. Minnesota kept plugging and plugging and plugging. But uh, eventually rallied, got back in that game, and we had those chaotic final minutes across the board. So it was just a, a fantastic game to watch. I was able to watch, you know, most of the overtime period. And then it, I, you just don't even know what he's looking at on that last play in overtime when he throws that interception. Of Patrick it was Schuster. bad.
1: It was really bad. I didn't even see a Bill shirt in the area. I think there was a Bill shirt about 10 yards farther than where he threw it. Yeah. That was
0: a way under thrown. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I will say. Does he have an elbow issue?
1: He does, but that hasn't. <laughs> <that's in> the- <laughs> I,
0: I, I will say, um, in, in a little bit of a nerdy comment on this game, uh, thanks to the Patriots for being on a buy because it meant that at, when four twenty five rolled around for the Cowboys game, Fox contractually couldn't switch off of the Bills game because the Bills were the premium team game on TV as opposed to being bonus coverage. Um. So let's get like a nerdy little point. Like it was great to be able to actually watch the entire thing as opposed to getting kicked off for the Cowboys Packers. Um
2: it's it's not like you don't have the NFL package there, Chris.
0: The problem is it was blacked out though, but whatever. Um speaking of that Cowboys Packers game. Uh another one down to the wire, another bonus football one ending in overtime. Uh are the are the Packers a little bit back? Um Because they definitely looked like it. Rodgers looked good. Christian Watson bailed himself out of being hated by Rodgers forever with that bomb that he caught. Um, Thoughts on the Packers? They're 4-6. I know they're two games under five hundred, but they looked like the Packers, I think, are supposed to look like
2: He looked very good. Um, Rodgers, from the start, was definitely – excuse me here – um, was definitely something that, you know, you need that statement game, get back on track. And he said after the game, we're not dead. You know, we've heard the uh, relax, R-E-L-A-X. Um, and then there was another one, I think it was in 2016, where they're like, oh, yeah, we got a streak in us maybe. And so they, the Packers have done this before. They've had rocky starts of the season where either Rodgers has been out or due to injury or they've just had a tough start of the season and they come back. This year, I think there's a little bit too much talent across the board within the NFC that is already too far ahead of them. Think about it. They've already lost to the Giants. Um, and they they play a lot of good teams going down the stretch. They have the Titans this week, the Eagles the week following. Yep. Um, this The schedule does not get that much easier for Green Bay. So, granted, I do think they'll pick off a couple of those games and start to get in a better Base. I don't think they're going to be able to chase down the Giants, the Seahawks, or the Cowboys
1: for that last wild card spot. Well, right now if the it, the Commanders actually hold the last wild card. I think I think I saw that the Commanders are tied for the last wild card or something like that. No, I thought it
2: was uh, Sam Fran because they're five and four.
0: Yeah, and not all four NFC East teams are in.
2: All four AFC East teams are in there right now. So,
0: yep. All right, so the playoffs ended today, the Washington's that's on the good. bubble.
1: They're on the bubble.
0: Washington's a if you were to do it this way, Washington's a half game back of the 49ers.
1: Okay. But I mean that's five and five and the Packers are four and six. They're right there. If they can string together a nice little win chunk right there, they can they can possibly take that last wild card spot. I wouldn't count that's them like,
2: out. No. I wouldn't either. I I don't I'm still not the biggest Seahawks believer. No, nope. um, but I, let me just take a little glance here at the Packers schedule. I just want to see where we're what we could be seeing going forward. Titans. Eagles. Titans, Eagles, Bears, Rams, Dolphins. That's a tough game. Vikings at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some winnable games on here, but I I just think they've dug themselves too big of a hole already.
0: Yeah, I, I um, would agree with you on that, especially with the strength of some of these top – with the top of the NFC, not that I think it's the players that we all thought at the beginning of the season it might be, but with some of these teams, I, I would fully agree with you on that. Um,
1: yeah. Um, I think it was <sighs> – Dak Prescott on some of the plays did not look like the Dak Prescott that I'm used to seeing inaccurate. He was, he kind of looked rattled sometimes. Um, It gave me a little bit of hope for when we're going to play them, but again, we're going to be playing them in Dallas. So, you know, we'll get more into Eagles outlook after our Monday night game, but um, you know, the, the, I, I appreciated the Dallas loss. <laughs> yeah, I, we need as much help as we can get. I mean, the NFC is so tight, man. Like it's crazy. Um, and the Packers for the Eagles to be a little bit more comfortable that week, it was helpful that the Packers got that win. Um, the last one I want to touch on from the games this say week. Say that there, Matt.
2: It's no, like, I know that you're right behind' no. in second place.
1: no no, no i that's not <laughs> you, you've misinterpreted everything I just said. I'm saying the most help that we can get the better. like yeah. I understand that you, I understand that you guys are in second and I would have liked for the Texans to lose and <laughs> you guys looked a little shaky against the Texans, but you came out with the win and so yeah, we'll get to it. but uh <laughs> there, there's an explanation for
2: that. I don't think the Giants looked as shaky as everybody thought they did. but um, we'll get to that. Chris, you want to talk about one more game before we get into our individual teams?
0: Yeah, I want to talk about the coaching debut for, um, and and the hotly contested coaching debut for an ESPN analyst. Went from hosting shows, hosting Get Up, to be appearing on First Take, to NFL Live, to now coaching the Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday obviously named the coach, Took over for Frank Reich, um R.I.P., Philly legend. Um, and led the Colts to a 25-21 over the Raiders. Uh I guess, I guess the question is being asked, is asked all over the place. Is it really that difficult to coach in the NFL?
1: Of course. I definitely think <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's easy by all means. Um I listened to his, his interview or something. It may have been before or after the game, but he was like, I don't get why everyone's writing me off. He's like, I've been surrounded by football for 30 years of my life. Like I don't understand why people are thinking I can't do it. He's like, I've seen the ins and outs of teams. I've been in the NFL for 13 years, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and he showed that he had experience in commanding games from the offensive line. He, he knew exactly what the Colts needed to do to beat. Yes. The Raiders, but um he did it, and, um, you know, I, I think that's because of the experience he's had in the NFL. I don't think you and I could go out and coach an NFL team as if <laughs> it's not Madden. Um, I've often thought, I,
0: I've often <laughs> wanted, and I've said it on this podcast <laughs> about a hundred times, give me one drive. Give me one drive just to see if I could do anything. I might oh, not, yeah. I might not be able. And then, you know what? What I just said there is honestly kind of what Jeff Saturday said at that press yeah. conference. What he was like. Eight games late, eight games from now, I might suck at this. Oh yeah. Do you buy the yeah. argument though? Because I saw, and I was walked away, but I I saw that um Bill Cower on NFL on CBS on the site more on the you know pre-kickoff show. Mm-hmm. Kind of went on a mini rant, not not a rant, I, I think, but gave a little speech about how it's offensive and rude and disrespectful to the assistants that have been there and worked their butts off that they just bring more or less. And I heard it said this way. And it, it's, they bring Jim Ursay, the Colts owners drinking buddy in to coach the team. Do you buy that at all? Do you buy the fact, or, or are you buying the fact that it's Jeff Saturday? His names lit, is not, I believe his numbers retired for the Colts. If not yes. his names, at least in the Colts ring of honor, mm-hmm. And it's somebody that's familiar with the Indianapolis cult. do you what 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 do you think on that? And Gavin, I want your take on that too on on I don't know if you heard Bill Cower's rant about Jeff Saturday. Oh, I did. I was listening to you.
2: Don't worry about it. Oh perfect. Uh, well, well, what do you think about that? I, he was uh it was definitely a rant. I don't wouldn't call it a mini rant. I was just like, whoa dude. Yeah, when I saw it on the Internet, I was like, relax, like this has never happened before. It's actually kind of a real good twist on the interim coach thing. You know, usually they're unexciting assistants. this this year, Jim say, and I think he'd be the guy to do it, said, screw it. We're going for a Colts legend. Somebody who's been around the game. Who's gonna call the F and plays now, as he said to Peyton Manning, <laughs> um on that you know viral sideline tape from back in the day when they were playing together with the Colts. But it's just a a great story that <laughs> he's coaching and then they won. And especially, I don't think anybody's touched on this one yet, with the shit talking tweet to the Raiders.
1: Yes, <laughs> oh, the, the Raiders, huh? the Raiders
0: look thought... terrible. I just saw today that he had to turn over his team to Eric Decker.
2: He had he to did.
0: turn his fantasy team over to Eric Decker.
2: He did. <laughs> um, That must be Manning and all of his cronies, because I don't believe that Jeff Saturday and Eric Decker ever played together. But, um, you know, Eric Decker was a great teammate of Peyton Manning's in Denver. So, yeah. No. Um, yeah, had to. Uh, glad Decker was ready to take over with uh, Jeff Saturday going into the league. But I mean, I, I think it's a great story, man. They beat the Raiders, and on the other side of the coin, did uh, not to you know create a weird reference to uh, the interview we had earlier. But did you guys see Derek Carr crying after the yes. game? Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, apparently, um, Al Davis went in the locker room. Apparently, he was in the locker room.
2: Al Davis has been dead for like ten years.
0: Who's it? Mark Davis? Is that who it yes, is? Yes, Mark Davis. If whatever.
1: Well, Chris is bringing people back from the dead, man.
0: Hey, hey. <laughs> um, speaking of who didn't come back from the dead, um, Kev, your your, your your Giants just keep winning. Um, who did come back from the dead? I guess I wrote them off. I thought the Seahawks game was going to be demise. Twenty-four to sixteen, win over the one-seven-and-one Texans.
2: All I'm going to say is keep sleeping, keep sleeping, keep sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I just you thought it the not world, sleeping. you guys, keep sleeping. It's I think
0: we've game. actually been pretty fair to you this year. I think we've pretty actually good. been pretty good this year.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you pr- probably should be pretty fair to a team that's <laughs> definitely one game out of first place. Yeah. Um, one game out of the one seed in the NFC, but, yeah, you – probably should be pretty fair to that team. Um, but just looking at the way that the uh, the Giants came out, the first half was very sloppy, a lot of penalties, uh, pre-snap movement, false starts. Um, but the Giants clearly did their self-scouting, and they said it a million times on that broadcast as the Giants did their self-scouting over that bye week. They realized they needed to run Saquon more often early, what they didn't do in that ugly loss in Seattle. And um, they needed to run Saquon off him. He had 35 carries for over 150 yards and a touchdown. Um, I would argue that's too much at a certain point where they put too much on his shoulders. They didn't run Daniel Jones much at all, which I feel like could have been mixed in well to maybe throw a little bit of a wrinkle. And so they weren't all keying in on Saquon. But uh, the defense looked good, came up with a couple key turnovers in the red zone. Um, as the Texans were trying to mount a comeback there in the fourth quarter, um, the Giants have been relying on that defense all year. They've been focusing on the run game, minimizing Jones's mistakes and his looks. Jones looked pretty good, though. Um, I, I think you can slowly start to take the the training wheels off, um, trust him a little bit more to make some of those deeper throws. I, I think he has. I think the second least Pass attempts of 20 plus air yards in the league. So, uh, Daniel Jones, yeah. So, Daniel Jones used to be uh, known in the past for his very good deep ball accuracy and how uh, he'd be up there with some of the league leaders. But I think they need to unlock that part of the offense going forward, get some play action going over the top when you've been running the ball 35 times. But, uh, all in all, a good win. The Texans made it a little close in garbage time. Um, it never seemed like they were close. It was a wire-to-wire win for the Giants, so I don't really get why people are up in arms about it.
0: Have, do, you, do you have – I'll give you your other Giants point. Do you have any update on a certain um, wide receiver return? Uh, I saw that heated up in a decently big way this afternoon. Uh, being said that he's down to the Giants and the Cowboys, and I forget who, who exactly it was. Someone said that um he the Giants were the favorite in that.
2: Oh, his former coach believed sports. No, it's, it was his high school football coach okay. down in Louisiana was saying that he really believes when he was asked the question, he's like, "All right, so who are the finalists here?" If I'm not mistaken, it he of the broader list. It's the Niners, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Bills, and the Chiefs, I think, are the five teams. Yep. And then he said, who are the real favorites here? Narrowed it down to Cowboys and Giants. And then, you know, I think Odell really, and I think this was part of the article, Odell really wanted to win in New York. So he wants to come back where he can provide that that boost. And oh, it's just, I haven't gotten my hopes up about this at all. But just the element that he would add to the offense is insane. He fits that culture perfectly. Hardworking, wants to win, will do everything to in the pro- to get towards that process of winning, which this Giants team has learned. Yep.
1: and he's mature now too. When he was on the Giants a long time ago, he was you know he had anger issues. He was punching, kicking, kicking nets, yeah. and cursing out his coaches and players. Like he's a he's lot different Joshua. of a player now. He um him. he he wants to win, like you were saying. Like he's not he's not a drama queen like he used he used to be. He's and, and they he want him to take
0: they want him back. Saquon was asked before the game this week, uh asked on Friday or Saturday why he hadn't tweeted or done anything publicly to recruit Odell. And He kind of smirked and was just like, I don't need to tweet at him to bring him back. Basically, yeah, because- he like, yeah he's coming back. I, I took that as like not quite fully 100 percent he's coming back, but being like he's coming back.
2: So I took that as he can text him because they were teammates for yes. a year or two at the start of his career. Um, I know that he just had a big birthday party in New York. Uh, Saquon was there, Sterling Shepard was there. Um, were you there? I was there. Yep,
1: <laughs> the inside really, scoop from Kevin,
2: <laughs> really looking forward to that. Um, but uh. <laughs> Look back fondly on that night, but uh, just generally, um, I I have some some hope that he might be coming back. I just I've got a good feeling.
0: Yeah, it'd be unfortunate. He wants to be signed by the end of November, so December eleventh is looking like we may see Odell Beckham, lining up against Philadelphia. Can <laughs> I hope for December
2: fourth? When I go to the what game, I'm what going to the that? game, and uh, I'm going to the game on December fourth. So maybe they can Ooh. have some. Uh, there you go. Maybe, maybe he'll invite you
0: onto the field since he invited you to his birthday party.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably have locker room passes. Um, Speaking
0: of that dreadful loss last night, Um, switching gears to the Eagles. Biggest thing off the top. That was one of those games where if it could go wrong, it went wrong. Every single thing in that game went wrong. Yeah. Uh, officiating was horrendous against us. Um, the turnovers were horrendous. The, I think, some of the decision making was just terrible. Hertz made a couple times, uh, I think ran himself into sacks when he tried to run. That was that one towards the end where he, you said, you tried
1: splitting the gap.
0: What was he looking at? And it really wasn't anything there. Um, I, I, a terrible loss you you figured a loss was coming at some point as much as we want to sit here and say oh they could have gone undefeated and the schedule had it fine a loss was going to happen at some point yeah um that was, an was awful that was there. an awful way to lose the game especially based on how you started.
1: exactly and there was a quote from aj brown after the game it says now this 17 and zero shit is done yep so he like you could tell that Even though they're every week, they're they're sitting there like, oh, like you know, we take one game at a time. You can you know that was building up, like you know that fans were getting to them. You know they've read the 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 media and stuff. Like as much as you're a professional and that shouldn't bother you, like of course it does. Like you're you you're you're in Philadelphia. (laughs) Like they're not gonna let you if you go seventeen zero, you're going in history. Like it's that kind of thing. Um, so I guarantee that they're gonna come out next week and they're gonna look. Like they have all year dominant. Um every player in that locker room was like, it's done. Like this is the wake-up call. We we know like they needed it. And, and, and need to come at some point.
0: And that's perfectly fine. But you and I it talked about it before we started this episode. Yep. Yeah. That fine, we can play this game as all right. There was a loss, you knew it was gonna happen. We don't we're not gonna worry, everything's decently okay. If you come out next week and lose to the Colts.
1: They seriously question everything.
0: There's actually an issue. Yeah. Um, I, You and I got into it a little bit last night at the end of the game. I thought that Brandon Graham, and he owned it, I thought that was the dumbest thing he could have done.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: I, I watched it back enough today trying to look at it and see what you saw in it, and I could not make your point. I could not yeah. make your point of Brandon Graham couldn't stop himself. That was – Heineke had time to get up. No, I know, um, and that was the game. Like, like, just, just okay. So back off a little bit, slow down, and let him get up, and then tackle him if that's what you want to do. If you really think he's still alive. Yeah, it.
1: I wouldn't say that was the game. I mean, we lost that game on so many. For every single part of that game, we lost. Okay. Um, coaching was terrible. The defensive scheme that they attacked the commanders with was. Absolutely horrendous.
0: Why is this with the Eagles? They the, the defense always just produces a stinker. The, the, it's there, like it's always seems like it's right there. Whether it's Gannon or anybody else, it well, always seems I'm not, right. the, I'm the not, possibility is there for them to just you know shit the bed on defense.
1: I'm not saying Gannon's a bad defensive coordinator. I mean, he's turned this defense around. I mean, yeah. we're we're really good um but last night he refused to stack the box. Yep. Like he never did. And then for some reason Darius Slay looked like he was 39 years old and couldn't keep up with anyone. Like it was just they just did not come to win. They didn't come to win the football game. And- um the first 2 minutes of the game were outstanding. <laughs> it was great to oh, see with awesome. sport going up 14-7 or whatever. It was great. The defense looked on fire. The offense looked great. And, you know, it was just small injuries from that. Like, they weren't injuries that kept anyone out. But people just kept getting hurt. And it probably slowed them down. They ran the ball. Offensive play calling was atrocious that first half. They ran the ball twice the entire first half. You have Miles Sanders and one of the best offensive lines in the league and you run the ball twice. And you're only down by five points. It's not even like we were down by 15, 20. It was, we were down by by five points at the most. And they ran the ball twice. It's unacceptable. And I think next week, they're not, it's not going to be anything like that again. Um, I think Sirianni, looking at him at the end of the half, he looked confused almost as like, what is happening right now? And getting booed, going into the locker room, like, that's so Philadelphia, and I'm I'm not going to lie. If I was there, I'd be booing them too. Um, for how well they've done all year, I would have booed them with how they played in that first half. So first off, like you said, those first two minutes of the game made
0: you start to think, okay, this is like every other game. They're going to roll Washington. Just yep. the fact that – and that's where I think I said something. I, I misspoke. The it wasn't all game that things went against us. The fact that we got a roughing the punter penalty, destroyed the punter, and oh, okay. the next play, when Washington gets 15 yards, it's a fumble. It was great. But how many times, and going back to the HWS days, Kevin will know I'd scream this, and i bet money that it would have been more than this, but it's still a lot. How many times do we have to play Terry McLaurin and him have a 100-yard-plus game? It's happened four out of the eight times. He's average. These are the average yards of catchers he's had. 25, 26, 12, there's a 5 and an 8 in there, but 25, 17, and 16 is his average catch against the Eagles. I mean, what are we doing? I I got so fed up. I got so fed up at the end of that game. I hope this is all it was. When you look at the run defense, I they need Jordan Davis back. When you look at the running backs, we're going to face coming up. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, um, A.J. Dillon, or Aaron Jones, one of the two. Uh, so it's Titans, Saquon, Packers, Derrick Henry, Saquon
1: Barkley twice, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tony Tony Pollard. Pollard yep, it's it's not good. They need him back. Like <laughs> they're the, I think even last night though the Commanders they ran the ball forty times, um, but they only averaged three yards a carry. What destroyed us. It was five yards last night? I believe. So you no, know, maybe maybe the five yard stat was when when Jordan, Jordan Davis was, isn't in. When, yeah, when yeah. Jordan
0: Davis is in, it's three yards a carry. Last so night the now, com-
1: it's five. Last night the commanders did not run the ball that good. They just ran it down our throats. They were they, they knew that we couldn't do anything about it. And they would get three yards, three yards, three yards. They converted like 15 third downs last night because they would have third and ones, because they would run the ball the first two plays and get to third and three, third and two. it They just kept doing it, and, like, for some reason, we could not stop it. Kevin, what, what are your thoughts on the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was, uh, like Chris said, what could go wrong, did go wrong. Um, at that point, you, Heineke, played the perfect game, beat you guys. Curtis Samuel looked especially, especially explosive last night. He was those end arounds. They'd run to him. Sometimes they ran him straight out of the backfield. Just um, a tough way for the Eagles. And I, I, it's not like they were looking ahead to Jeff Saturday's Colts, but they might have been after their performance on Sunday from that team. But <laughs> um, just, just looking at the way that the Eagles performed is like. It was due. They were due. The team yes. played a perfect game against them. Um, they didn't expect it to become come on that Monday night at home against a division foe. But I was thinking about it before in the game. How are they double digit favorites? I get they're at home. I get their 8 no. against a but division, it's a division foe game, right. yep. at home. And you've been just looking at the way that that could shake out. I mean you just couldn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um and I get they've blown out teams all year, but uh Washington had already seen them once and it showed. And uh they they played a very good game and it looks like they're gonna get Chase Young back here next week. So uh buckle up. Giants have still have to play Washington twice. So uh you've that, only played if, Dallas, right? We've so only far. played Dallas once. So we have you guys twice so we'll actually wrap up our entire Dallas schedule before we even play Philly, hmm. or the Eagles or Philly or the the Redskins.
1: So, yeah. um, just it, it's interesting the way they built the schedule this year. Um, I hate it. I you guys have heard me talk about it the way that they did the Eagles, man. I I do think a lot of last night was rust as well. I mean you think about it, they've played before last night's game. They played two games in almost a month. That's crazy. Like you got like, that's insane. And Maybe like, the Eagles were going to be eight. No. And they rigged it. Well, I mean, like, I feel like no team should have that. Like that's, you gotta like their, their momentum was crazy. You even saw it in the Texans game. They did not look good because they, first of all, they had three days off and then immediately played again.
0: I, I, I think Kevin had the accurate statement there. I think they looked past last night's game. Not that they were looking to the Colts. Not that they were looking. I think they just looked past it. I think they just looked at Washington and were like, there's no way Washington's going to beat us. Um, oh, by the way, Quez Watkins, uh, I understand why he did what he did. I probably went to the exact same thing. That stunk. Just the fact that, like, it was a bomb Great play, great catch. He popped up. It looked like he was going to get a couple extra yards. And just to have it immediately deflated like that was ridiculous. You could try to make the argument he gave himself up. I saw a couple Twitter accounts trying to do that, which is no. absolute idiocy.
1: He, um, Jalen Hurts, I can I can say this with, conf- with confidence, was not the reason that we lost that game. He gave the offense what he needed to give them. He gave A.J. Brown a dime. Right, I don't know if you've seen the pictures. It's right in his hands, and then the ball bounces off his hands and into the defender's arms. He threw that into double coverage. But it was a perfect pass.
0: I don't care. He threw that into double coverage. You weren't saying that okay. against the Steelers. It was a 50 weren't. You weren't, st- you weren't saying ball. that against the Steelers. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't blame that on A.J. Brown. Don't throw the th- – yeah, no, you can't. Because he was okay. 10 yards beyond
1: the defender against the Steelers. No, he wasn't, dude. He that was right. <laughs> to no, because it. no, yep. because in against the Steelers, man, if he dropped that ball, the first touchdown pass that he caught, if he missed that ball, that was right in the defender's arms. That's the exact same thing that happened. This was a different play.
2: And Look, if I may, if I may butt in here to this conversation, yep. you, Sometimes you throw it up to the guy you just traded for, yep. and to make those catches too to beat double coverage. He's a big receiver. He can out leverage those guys if you put it in a spot where only your guy can get it, and if it bounces oh. off your hands and goes into the defender's arms, so be it. But those are the chances you take, and that's why you get a wide receiver like that, so he can make those plays like he did against the Steelers to back up Matt's point. Tom, um,
1: that happened there. Jalen Hurts, dime. The pass to Watkins, dime. I mean, sure. that's my oh, the, 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 the fumble from Goddard, was a dirty play. I mean, through and through. I've watched that play so many times. The face mask was so violent. That well, was not... He? Huh? And now he's, now he's injured for weeks. So it's like... We can talk about it next episode, but sure. I do... Th- huh? I said, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think next episode, I would love to talk about um, reviews on turnovers. Um, I think we should put that down because... Last night was a clear factor that if they could review that the turnover was caused from an illegal face mask, then we would still have the ball.
0: Great. And we're running out of time
1: here. I love I
0: cannot we'll have that conversation because that's <laughs> not the review I think you want. Um to wrap this up, basically I think you and I are on the same page that okay, you knew you were gonna lose one, just please do not go lose to the
1: Colts. Yes, you cannot um, lose because two or then a row. there's an actual real issue. Exactly.
0: There. All right, guys, before we wrap this uh and Get, take a let's take a look ahead to Week 11 at least Thursday night football here Titans Packers um, finally a good game Lambeau Field um, I think for this one I'm going to take you know I'll go two two opponents the Eagles are going to face coming up I I'm going to go Packers um, I think it'll be a good game I'm going Packers.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm leaning towards the Packers too. I like what I saw against the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense is really good and they put up 31 points on them. So, um I'm going I'm going Packers. Yeah? I am going to also take the Packers. I'm a little surprised that
2: uh none of us were on the Titans, but uh the Titans have looked a little rocky the last, you know, they looked a little rocky against the Broncos, so just going to going to take the uh the packers and wrap up there sweet
0: we